Hey everyone, I'm Grace Ann. Welcome to My Dad's Walk, where my dad will share what he's learned while walking with Christ. And now, my dad. Thank you, Grace Ann. I'm Greg Bowden, and in our last episode, I talked about developing the habit of reading the Bible and listening to God and just allowing Him to teach through His Word and how that can be just amazingly life-changing. There's a three-point plan for prosperity and success in life, which was just as, this is a quick summary right here. Just read the Bible, think about it, allow God to speak to you, and then do it and apply it to your life. Jesus said that He came so that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. His salvation, which is the work He did on the cross, provides us life. And from that moment on, we begin a walk with Christ. It's a journey in which He Himself teaches us about life so that not only we may have it more abundantly, but also everyone around us will also have it more abundantly too. In these next few weeks, I'd like to give some real concrete examples to this abstract discussion. So today, I'm having a conversation with Anna Marie, who's my daughter, and she's in college and very active at what they call Home Church, which is a church gathering of college students there that meet in her house. And I asked her if she could share an example of how God has taught her a life lesson through reading something in the Bible. So let's get started. Well, we're talking with Anna Marie, and I've got her on the phone here. Hello. And we, yes. So Anna Marie is in Milledgeville. What are you doing in Milledgeville, Georgia? Oh, yeah. I'm at um, Georgia College and State University studying psychology. So yeah, I have a whole Very year cool. left of school here. In four days, I will be in Italy. We're staying in Monte Pulciano, which is about like in the middle of the boot. <laughs> and um, oh, cool. All right. Yeah. And visiting like other places every other day, like the, you know, the big tourist attractions and stuff and studying um, relationships and doing research there, getting paid to do research. So yes, big, cool stuff. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. And we've been talking in the last episode, as you know, um, about how to be successful and prosperous, you know, what's God's plan and some habits that we can do. And we talked about reading the Bible, thinking about it and applying it to our lives. And so I just kind of wanted to see if there was an example that you had that you would like yeah. to share with us where you kind of applied that, that process and, and you learned something about life from, from God. Yeah. I would just have to describe the the processes my brain and heart have been going through recently. So I've been practicing uh, different kind of spiritual disciplines. Um, there, there's one that's really popular. Me and my friends had a conversation about it, so I wanted to look into it more, and it's called contemplative prayer. And it's, it's a way of prayer where you are opening yourself up to the Lord and praying, but not in a way where you're necessarily forcing dialogue or, or forcing yourself to think about certain things or checking off a, a list of, of prayer requests or like almost like a shopping list of like, you know, things in life that we need. And just this desire to slow down and really be still, not just before the Lord, but um, in everywhere I go in all aspects of life. Um, was scripture and really like desiring to know more of God, not by just the way that I think of him or want to, I guess, not just in like learning information, but really just sitting at his feet and like 
literally something that sparked this was like reading Luke 10. At the very end of Luke 10, it's described that Mary and Martha, Jesus came into their home. And something really cool about the story got me thinking about it recently. I Just the fact that, so I'll explain it a little bit. Uh, Martha is a sister of Mary, the sister of Mary. She is like running around, serving Jesus, like trying, maybe doing the dishes, like cooking, cleaning the place up because he comes into their home and she's like, you know, running around, not still at all. She's, but she's trying to serve him. And I think that's a reflection of, of uh, the church and, and just individuals in a lot of ways, a lot of the time. And she, she questions Jesus because he is allowing her to, or allowing Mary to sit at his feet. And something I learned about this recently is that only disciples of a rabbi will sit at the rabbi's feet and only men could be disciples. So that like, something I know it, it made me really like see Mary, Mary Magdalene for like the courageous woman that she is like to just do something that's so countercultural and not even allowed really in their society. It's just really cool. So I went back and I read that scripture and I just sat with it and the Lord was just able, like the Holy Spirit was just able to open up my eyes to like just the desire in us to be still in an, un, in a hurried world that we live in right now with, you know, everywhere, everything has evolved into like instant gratification. Um, I mean, like fast food, like just the, the fact that we can go in a plane and I can go in a plane for 10 hours and get like across the world, you know, we just live in a very fast paced world. And so this was like something the Lord used to open my eyes to like unhurrying my life. And that has really paid off. (laughs) Honestly, I I feel a lot more um, just in tune to the Lord and the way he's moving around me. And I've just been keeping at front and center of my heart, like the reminder to sit his feet and to um, not get caught up in even serving. Like even when I go to church and I help out with the the kids church, like I, I don't want to get caught up in, in the doing or, or feeling like my actions validate my relationship with him. But just remembering that he delights in, in my inward being and he formed me and knows me and knows everything about me and really delights in me. Like, um, and in every person. So, um, and there's another Psalm 30, 131 is something I read recently. Um, and I'll read part of it. It, it just says, um, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul. Um, and that's just so beautiful. Like, that's just really spoken to me about, yeah, just the value of stillness and, and it's, and it's helped me see like contemplative prayer for like what it is, like just being like stilling and quieting my soul so I can really see just more of the Lord and just appreciate the wonders and mysteries of Christ like that. I, I don't have to know and I don't have to, to say, spit out all the information during prayer, you know, like I can just rest and I've been, I've been meeting him in that place of rest recently. So well, that's, yeah. that's, that's really great. I like that. That <laughs> contemplative prayer, just being still, yeah. like learning how to be still, mm-hmm. uh, just as, was it Mary who was 
who's yeah mm-hmm. it was mary who was sitting at his feet right yes just being still like that and slowing down and uh like that a lot it's interesting the uh, point you made about uh, only men were allowed to sit at the feet of the rabbi only the disciples and um mary is like well i'm a disciple because jesus said i am you know we yep. she wasn't one of the 12 right but Mm-hmm. He had disciples. He had people who would learn from him. And uh, she was definitely one of those who was willing to sit and to slow down and to listen. It's very yeah. good. That's important. Yeah. And I, I wasn't really necessarily reading from the text there, but something to I just want to point out about this, this section. It's Luke 10 verses 38 through 42. Something really interesting in verse 40, it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And then the Lord told her, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And just brings up like the word distraction is so powerful. Like I said, in just a fast paced world, not only is it fast paced, but everything is fighting for our attention. And, um, and only one thing <laughs> really matters and is sustaining and that's jesus and mary was even jesus pointed out like hey mary you are choosing to fix your eyes on what really matters and what is everlasting and eternal and and the only thing that really will sustain you so good job mary wow Wow. that's (laughs) yeah i like that a lot and you mentioned also something that kind of got me thinking um was that it's easy for the church or for us to get so involved in service, which is good. I mean, we need to be involved mm-hmm. in service. It's we, we have to have the place, you know, swept up and somebody has got to prepare mm-hmm. the food and, and th- those are important things, but it's easy to become overly distracted with those so that that's all your mind is on is just, um, that's my whole purpose for church is just serving and doing this and, and forgetting to, slow down and look at that, that relationship that you have with Christ, you know, that is, that is the main reason. And then all of our service kind of flows out of that yes. relationship there. So that's really good. I like that. When you were speaking, it reminded me of like, um, Jesus saying that rivers of living water will flow out of us. So if it's feeling like you're, you're pulling from a well and you're getting burnt out of your service. That's, that's kind of a sign that like a red flag, like, Hey, you need to, to rest <laughs> to sit at his feet for, for um, a bit and <laughs> just let your soul rest there. And, yes. you know, that's just a fruit that can come from like getting distracted with serving. Like, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But serving is a wonderful thing. I'm so glad there's so many people that understand that and are willing to like lay down their lives for, the church and for others thank yeah. you so much thank you so much of course That's i have really loved good. yeah loved being on thank you for inviting me on to here yeah and we'll d- definitely do this again and yes. uh just make it a make it a thing make it a regular thing Sweet. well thank you thank you i love you dad right. i love you too okay now we have time for a question this question uh comes in it says why don't we use the old testament rules such as an eye for an eye anymore rather we we now have turn the other cheek which is what jesus taught us that's a very good question right here kind of looking at the old testament commands that god gave and the new testament guidelines that jesus gives 
as well. Well, the concept of an eye for an eye and a life for a life, this comes from the Old Testament law given by God to Moses. We read this in Exodus chapter 21, verses 23 uh, through 25, where it says, and I quote, if there is harm, then you should pay life for life, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. So this is mentioned also two other times in the Old Testament, in Leviticus chapter 24 and also in Deuteronomy chapter 19. Well, the answer is to the question, why don't we use these rules anymore? The answer is that we do. We kind of do still. You see, in the Old Testament, God was giving guidance to the judges in Israel as to how they should judge a civil case and sentence punishments for a crime. He was not using this for individuals to conduct vigilante justice or to settle their petty differences between each other, but this was for judges in a court of law. So we're familiar with the phrase, let the punishment fit the crime. Well, that's the same idea as eye for an eye. In other words, let the punishment for some crime fit in proportion to the crime. It's important to understand that this precept was given in the context of civil law and with the purpose of guiding judges so that they could create proportionate penalties for a harm against uh, people or animals. So this idea for an eye for an eye and paying in like kind as punishment is believed by many Jewish scholars, not all now, but many believe that it was not taken literally in the judgments of the Israelite people. So an injury of one type could be paid back with money instead of a like injury being given. It's kind of interesting to see that every person has rights and were valued according to this, according to the laws that God gave. Everybody had a value, which in many surrounding nations, some people had zero value, like slaves. And anyway, poor people had the same rights and the value as wealthy people. It didn't matter if you were poor or wealthy. Weak people had the same as the strongest people. So this phrasing of an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, life for a life, this gave judges guidance as to how to make a just punishment fit the crime. So fast forward 1,300 years to the time of Jesus. Over this many years, the application of this changed from being a civil court guidance to justify individual petty retaliation. People would be insulted or harmed, and then they would use this as a way to get back at the other people. And Jesus is correcting them and calls on his followers to rise above their desire for revenge. I mean, look at the passage that Jesus says in Matthew 5. He says, pray for those who persecute you. He talks about being slapped on the cheek, being sued for a shirt, having to walk a mile. Those are all minor issues compared to the original context that we read in Exodus when we're talking about people killing people and maiming people. Even our modern ideas of equal justice and reparation finds its basis in ancient Jewish law. But our personal relationships with others who wrong us or insult us or hurt us, this is where we look to Jesus's words of forgiving them, loving them, and praying for them. And by the way, this does not excuse abuse or breaking the law. These are not things that we should overlook. All right, hopefully that addressed your question right there. If you like this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash mydadswalk. That's anchor.fm slash mydadswalk. And you can leave a voicemail message on there, and we would like to hear from you. If you have a question or anything, that'd be great. You can leave it on there, and I'll, I'll take a look at those. Our music, by the way, is found on pixabay.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of My Dad's Walk. Until next week, bye-bye. <laughs>